Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy. For today, my name is Heather. It's where I give you news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. One you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to this wonderful Monday evening uh, in spring, or so we would think it was spring here in Texas. You got to be very, very careful, especially here in the Panhandle, because it could give you that fall sense of, you know, springtime. And it's happened a lot. I have been caught off guard. I've done it myself. It's beautiful weather. You get spring fever. You go to Lowe's. You pick out some flowers. You come home. They're beautiful. You're like, oh. And then this frigid cold front hits below freezing and everything dies. And you're like, I should have known better. But you do it anyway and you do it every year. Well, it's a little different this year. It doesn't feel like spring at all. It is freezing cold. We had snow on Saturday. Wasn't even forecasted. It just happened. I'm like, wow, God is good because we definitely need the moisture. And it was really pretty, by the way. I mean, it wasn't like sticking to the ground like you're getting 15 inches. No, man. But it was really pretty coming down. Of course, it melted, you know, but it was beautiful. Anyway. So you just never know what you're going to get, right? But with the Bible, you know what you're going to get because God told us what was going to happen. And so as I read these headlines to you guys, I just want you to keep in mind what the Bible said the end days would look like. What did Jesus say these days were going to look like? Well, let's just see what Jesus said uh, these days would look like. And so I've got my trusted olive tree Bible software here. If you guys are not familiar with Olive Tree, uh, they're on your, uh, it's a free software download. You can download it. I think it has a King James version. You can buy other versions. Um, they run specials, so I mean, you can always get stuff on there um, uber cheap. Really, really cool. So let's go to Matthew. I believe it is, is it chapter 24? Is that what I'm looking for? Yes, it is. So chapter 24, and uh, we're going to start in verse 3. And he said, and here's the premises of it. It says, The signs of the times and the end of the age. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So, folks, hello. They are the beginning. And he goes, and then they will deliver you to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Goes on, talks about the great tribulation. And he goes, This is verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads this, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there 
there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor shall ever be or no shall ever be. So and unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Folks, we are in the end days. And the headlines that I'm going to read to you today points us in these directions. And uh, there are earthquakes happening in diverse places, I might add. And not just itty-bitty earthquakes. I'm talking major massive earthquakes. The death toll in Turkey is up to 50,000 people. And that to me is just, wow. In Haiti, lots of earthquakes, lots of things happening in Haiti, uh, if you look around. But if you've watched Billy Crone's, um, if you've been keeping up with his Wednesday study on uh, voodoo vampires and uh, the rise of demon worship, you will notice that there's a lot of demon worship over in Haiti, a lot of voodoo. And so, or voodoo, as they call it over there. And there's a lot of it here in the United States, too, you may not be familiar with. And I'll tell you, the place that I used to work at, the uh, then manager, who's no longer manager, uh, practice voodoo and she's from louisiana and she said this is part of her uh culture her you know growing up and uh, so you got to look around at that and what voodoo has done is they incorporate catholicism and just all kinds of stuff into folks it's wicked it is wicked you guys need to be aware of it stay away from it and if you know somebody involved in it pray for them give them the truth uh, watch pastor billy crone's um bible studies on wednesdays on that get equipped to go and talk to them and so, um, anyway, I was watching, oh, uh, uh, brother Spencer tonight, Spencer Smith, he's got his live stream going today and I love brother Spencer. Don't get me wrong. I don't agree with everything he says. And I talked about this on my last episode, but I wanted to clarify, look, I don't agree with everything he says. I want to preface that, but I love brother Spencer. He has a lot of good things that he talks about and he is doctrinally sound and he always puts forth doctrine matters and it does. And it does so, and this is what I preface that, get into the word of God and find out for yourself, okay? Find out for yourself. If you don't agree with somebody over something, know why you don't agree with them. You know, know why. Don't just say, oh, well, I don't agree with him because oh, that's just offensive. No, it's not that. You have to know what the word of God says to be, hey, I don't agree with that because this is what the word of God says, <clears throat> Or, you know, look up other trusted pastors and teachers and read uh, John MacArthur, some other commentaries and, you know, get the whole full grasp, pray in the Holy Spirit, ask him to help you, to lead you to understand. He's going to teach you the book of, he's going to teach you, he's going to teach you the word of God. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. And so anyway, just throwing that out there. I don't want people to think that, you know, oh man, you know, I'm totally against him or I'm like, whatever. No, 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 not, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I love Brother Spencer. He cracks me up. So no, don't, don't think that. And I still have him on my website. His um, third Adam series is, I mean, you need to go watch that because it, it's eye-opening. It is definitely eye-opening. And he is correct. I mean, the Bible is correct. There are different roles for women in the church. There are different roles. And as far as Phoebe, uh, being a deaconess in early churches in the Old Testament, and you've really got to get into the Word of God uh, to dig through that and to learn. And the the thing that I took, the thing that I, that, that I did not agree with him with is when he said that women cannot write books, can't be authors. And I'm like, wait, what? I don't see that in the Bible anywhere. And folks, I have gone all the way back to 1956, like I told you guys the other day, and reading the Ryrie book. And um, nowhere in there does even allude to that. I've read through all the scriptures, and I don't see that anywhere. As far as pastoring, absolutely not. The Bible is completely against that. Women do not lead congregations. Women do not 
um, have a leadership role in the church over men. We just, I mean, the Bible's very clear about that. And, uh, and so I don't disagree with him on that at all. My only disagreement was women can't be, uh, can't be authors. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Or women can't be teachers. I'm like, wait a minute. Now I'm against that too. I think women can be teachers. So I'll give you an example. Now, should I think I'm like teaching a congregation and assembly in the church? No, no, not like that. Sunday school teachers. Yes. Um, things like that. Yes. I'll give you an example. My roommate of um, seen years, you know, the one who passed away, my best friend, my better half, my everything. Oh, I love him. Uh, Mr. Bill. Anyway, he passed away with pancreatic cancer stage four, but he wasn't raised in the church. And so he doesn't, he didn't know. And so I was taking, we were going to church together and we would have Bible studies in the house. In our home, me and him, of course, we might invite some people over to him. I'd have you like Rita or some other ladies or whatever come over. And of course, we would do Bible studies from the book. Me and Bill would be. So basically what he's saying is you can't teach him because you're a female. I'm like, wait a minute. No. Now, see, I completely totally agree with that. Um, I, I disagree with that. Uh, and so, you know, what am I supposed to do is leave Bill like, sorry, Bill. <laughs> I know you asked me these questions, but I can't answer them for you. I'm sorry. You know. Sorry about that. Anyway, he was not like computer literate. We'll put it that way. But he did love to watch YouTube videos on his telephone. Um, so anyway, so he called his cell phone his telephone. So that'll tell you something. Um, anyway, uh, I miss him terribly. But so no, I, I don't agree with that. But do I, I, I don't agree. I, I do agree that um, leadership roles in the church are not for women. And we're, they're not. The Bible is very clear about that. And um, but we have roles to play. Uh, within that and like Rari said in his book he goes if there's not a man to step up then in a woman is is clearly um, qualified to do that well then the woman should do that until a man can step up and, and a qualified man is found and so you know I agreed with that as well but um as far as women can't be missionaries I, I don't I don't think that's correct either I think we can be missionaries I think we could now leading groups. No, I don't think we should lead groups. But to go and evangelize and to tell people the gospel, I do believe that women can go and tell people the gospel. Because if not, I'm in a heap of a lot of trouble because I tell you the gospel on this podcast every single time I upload a podcast. At least I hope I do. I try to. If not, I'm sorry. But I will, you know, I always point people to Christ to glorify God means to bring attention to and so that's what this whole uh I guess you call it a ministry whatever it is um that I do is all for the glory of God that's why I do this because I want people to know Jesus and to know them now before it's too late because your life is not guaranteed you're not guaranteed another moment when God calls you home he's calling you home when he calls your number and if you're you haven't accepted Christ, you're, that's it. You don't get any do-overs. There's no second chances. There's none of that. You don't get that. Okay. Uh, you, you've I mean you've got to make your choice now before it's too late before you take your last breath. And so um, my whole thing is is that I love people. I love everybody, and I just want everybody to know Jesus. I, if you I mean if you make that choice that you don't want to, that's fine. I'm not pushing it on anybody. I don't force that on anybody. I just want people to know that God loves them, that Jesus loves them, and he wants them to repent and come to Christ. And so there is no salvation without repentance. And so that's the big thing with the churches today and pastors and all of this stuff. And Billy Graham started all this kind of, just say this little prayer and, uh, you know, just come and say this little prayer. Say this little prayer. Say this prayer with me. Invite God into your heart. You know, invite Jesus. I don't read that in the Bible anywhere. (laughs) Don't read that anywhere. 
But I do see where he knocks. He knocks on the door of your heart. You see that. But uh, there's there is no salvation without repentance. And so that's the huge thing. You've got to know. You have to know what you're being saved from. We are wretched, wicked sinners deserving of hell and death. Now we, we are. I mean, we are. There's no hope except for Jesus. And so Jesus came. Um, he, 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 you know, he lived the perfect life. He was the ultimate sacrifice, atonement for our sins. He died on the, he hung on the cross for our sins. He knew no sin, but he hung on the cross and died a horrific death for our sin. And so you need to know, um, the gospel, you need to know why, why? And so when we repent, we confess with our mouth that we are sinners, we admit, hey, we are sinners in need of a Savior. And then we confess with our mouth, Jesus, please forgive me my sins. Please forgive me for the wretched, wicked person that I am. Forgive me. And he will. And so there's nothing you can do that's too bad that Jesus will not forgive you. And once you've asked him to forgive you, uh, just believe that God raised him from the dead three days later. And of course, he ascended to heaven. He's on the right hand of the throne of God right now. And he said, it's finished on the cross because it was finished he did everything everything so when he tells you that you have to do something a special work or whatever then get away then you tell them the truth you tell them what the gospel is and say no i don't the bible says if i confess with my mouth that jesus christ is lord and i ask him to forgive me my sins he will forgive me my sins and i believe that god raised him from the dead then i am saved jesus has saved my soul jesus has saved me he is in heaven right now interceding for me to the father so he is our advocate so anyway, I always want to get that clear on all of these programs because, you know, that's the big thing. And churches are not preaching that. You don't see Joel Olsen up there saying, you know, you don't see him ever tell the gospel. Never. God just wants you to have your best. No, I'm telling you, God wants you to repent of your sin and accept Christ as his savior and cry out to him, Jesus, save me. That's what God wants. He doesn't want anybody to perish. That's what his word says. So anyway. I always want to get that out there. So, guys, uh, let's start with some articles, shall we? Because there's a whole lot of stuff that I want to talk to you guys about tonight. But I'm going to have to limit it because, you know, we got a lot. And anyway, so let's start with this. So, time to start looking up by Dennis Hoobsman or Hoobsman. Uh, and that was posted in raptureready.com. And uh, so we'll talk about that this evening. Uh, one thing I am going to do the link. I'm going to post the link for Understanding the Times. Is the uh, is this the final push with J. Markell, uh, Tom Jones, and Mark Henry? And so that I'm going to put that, guys, that link in the description. So that you guys can go and watch that if you want to. I'm telling you, you're going to want to. It's great. It's absolutely great. And you guys know how much I like um, Tom Hughes. So anyway, what else do we have? So here's another one that I want to talk to you guys about blocked government report finds fluoride lowers kids iqs and so i want to talk to you guys about that a little bit so um we all know fluoride is bad if you don't it is terribly bad it's a it's a neurotoxin so it you, definitely terrible terrible bad stuff um and the government knew this and of course they've been putting fluoride in everything they put it in your water they put it into it's in everything right everything and um because they know they know it makes you stupid and so that's why they want to put that in everything and then like Tom, uh, billy crone said and then brush your teeth three times a day anyway with this neurotoxin blah 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 uh so it's, it's a concerted effort 
from the global elitist and the 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 all these governments and it's just a mass marketing scheme uh with everything already included they're all to kill you everything is to kill us and i've been saying for a very long time that they have been um contaminating our food supply with with poison to kill us and look right there but anyway uh, if you haven't gone to watch uh, pastor billy's latest update on clash schwab please go to his rumble channel and watch that oh my goodness gracious if you have the app it's on the app and if you go to getlifemedia.com getlifemedia.com you can watch it there as well um guys you're gonna want to watch it it's great great stuff but anyway uh, well, this is Undercover DC. If you don't get the Undercover's email, guys, you need to go and get this Undercover. They're great. Um, it's a great uh, journalistic um, um, uh, website as well. Okay, thanks to that. But anyway, so it's newly released reports and emails reveal that leadership within the United States government, including, <clears throat> ding, 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 the Centers for Disease Control and Hold on to your hats, folks. The National Institute of Health and IH and the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, um, acted to uh, prevent the release of a six-year and long-delayed review of fluoride's toxicity by the National Toxicology Program. Specifically, Assistant Secretary for Health Rachel Levine. Isn't that that dude? That's that guy, right? Calls himself Rachel Anyway, intervened in June of 2022 to stop the release of the May 2022 um, NTP review known internally as a monograph. However, following a lengthy court battle fought by the Fluoride Action Network, or FAN, the conclusive report was finally released on March 15th, 2023. Folks, nearly a year later. And is the culmination of a multi-year systematic review of fluoride's impact on the developing brain, resolving that there is no zero no, folks. Emphasis is all mine. When I say the smart remark, she knows me. You know, so not the author. <laughs> so resolving that there is no safe exposure to toxic fluoride, the meta-analysis confirmed and strengthened findings in two earlier drafts in 2019 and 2020 with external peer reviewers unanimously agreeing that prenatal and early life fluoride exposure reduces IQ in children. Once again, I thank God I was raised on a farm and we got well water. Thank God. Anyway, so with one with only one other historical example of an NPT report being blocked from release in the past, which centered around bombshell data on the carcinogenicity of Johnson and Johnson's asbestos contaminated talc. My mom, you ugh angers me anyway you guys anyway the government's action to stop the public from understanding conclusively that fluoride is harming our children is appalling and underscores the government corruption that continues to be exposed thanks to covid disturbingly the meta-analysis found that 52 of 55 studies say lower iq with higher fluoride exposure exposures demonstrating remarkable consistency of the 19 studies rated higher quality 18 found a lower iq with data that can't be ignored ignored nb ntp's meta-analysis puts the harm into perspective folks the government's killing us they're putting crap in our i'm telling you what if you could grow your own food um and no local no local ranchers and farmers and farmers markets i'm telling you guys that's the way to go that's the way to go get you some i mean if they can grow a pot in a closet i think i can grow tomatoes in my closet i don't know about you guys i'm gonna try it 
<laughs> they got all those grow-ups. I'm like, come on, tomatoes. I want some squash in the winter times. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. But anyway, um, guys, all, all serious. I mean, seriously, try to grow your own food. Get to know local farmers and ranchers. Go to your farmer's market. Do whatever you can to buy local produce. Um, I don't trust our government. I mean, I don't trust. I haven't in a very long time. People always call me like, you conspiracy theorist. Well, <laughs> who's the conspiracy theorist now? No. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm an oddball, but hey, look, man, I just, I'm telling you, I pray, I read my Bible, and uh, I just, you know, I try to, you know, the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. Yes, God for wisdom. He's going to give it to you, uh, but you, you got to believe he will, and don't, you know, be teeter-tottering on that. The Bible says, but anyway, um, then you use teeter tottering, but it does say, don't be like a, a, a wave of the ocean. You know, don't, 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 you know, go back and forth, believe it. Uh, and anyway, it's, I think it's the book of James, but anyway, um, you know, guys, I'm just saying the government's trying to kill you and, uh, there's more and more recalls. And, oh, now, now we have MRNA vaccines for the bird flu, just in case, just in case the bird flu jumps to another people. Why don't you just take this MRNA vaccine? just in case oh gosh folks i can't i can't even anyway so time as we know it is running out quickly and this is by keith watts this guy's at raptureready.com and so that's what we're going to talk about i'm going to scoot that down over here my headlines here so i can keep them in line and uh not uh not go crazy fight on you guys okay so Let's jump over here. So the time to start looking at by Dennis Hubesman, and I'm sure I murdered his name, but if you guys, I'm just telling you, it's H-U-E-B-S-H-M-A-N. Okay, you go from there. Okay, so Luke 21, 28, and it says, Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. He said this statement by Jesus was given to us almost 2,000 years ago, but its meaning is absolutely prevalent for today. So he goes, several places in the Bible give us prophecies as to what will take place near the end of this age. There are other prophecies that speak of a time of tribulation that will be worse than anything that has happened so far. And then there's a report of the physical millennial reign of Jesus on this earth. This will be concluded by the final rebellion from Satan and his followers, their incredible defeat, and then the final judgment between good and evil. After this, eternity will begin, but rather uh, than the, quote, many ways spoken of by false prophets, there will be only two outcomes, two final destinations, and it will either be eternal life in heaven with our Lord and Savior or hell with the devil and all his demons. Each and every person at the final judgments will have chosen which eternity they will spend there forever in. Please know that we have a loving and forgiving Heavenly Father who will accept all who truly call in the name of His Son before they take their last breath here. Once a person passes from life to death, their eternity is set forever and there are no more pathways to forgiveness. For anyone to believe they will have time at the end of this life to call out and be saved before breathing their last breath, they are gambling with something they have no control over our heavenly father knows the exact amount of time that each of us has while we are here but does not choose to give us that specific information we are not guaranteed one more day here when we reach our designated departure moment even satan knows his time is getting short but not the day or hour it will happen much as he would like you to believe otherwise he's a created creature and not a creator going to matthew 24 41 satan has been informed where his final outcome will be and for him his demons this is unchangeable they have no pathway to forgiveness as 
each and every human being does. His main issue is that he was made as a very beautiful archangel. He developed a destructive self-pride that made him believe that he was equal to the creator. Revelation 20.10 is his eternal unchangeable sentence. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and false prophet were. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever this is fitting as satan has been our nemesis from the garden of eden in genesis 3 it's also fitting that the antichrist or a beast and his false prophet will share the first thousand years of the lake of fire when they are captured at the end of the tribulation they will be the first actual residents of hell as given in revelation 19:20. immediately after the 1000 reign uh, 1000 year reign of jesus satan joins them and then the great white throne judgment will take place revelation 20 11 through 15 this will be for all from the beginning of earth's time to his final end everyone in that line will belong there and god makes no mistakes it comes down to whether or not a person has their name written in the book of life all out of the will of God prior to Calvary. All out of the will of God prior to Calvary. How to repeat that. And all who refused to receive and accept his son from Calvary to that judgment time will not have their names written there. He goes on to say, our God has provided a very complete love letter for everyone called the Bible. He gives us total accuracy as to what it means to receive and accept his son before we leave this earth and that all who truly do, he will receive and accept into eternal life. He said in more than one place, all who call in the name of the Lord will be saved. Joel 2.32, Acts 2.21, and Romans 10.13 simply stated are the ABCs of salvation. Admit or confess that we are a sinner as everyone is. Believe that Jesus is the true son of God and he gave his life so that we could have a pathway to the father and that God raised him from the dead to conquer sin and death for us once and for all. And finally, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved and he goes please know that there are no specific rituals no long incantations no special works to do in fact for someone to believe they can buy or earn their way to heaven they have violated violated ephesians 2 uh chapter chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 which states it's by grace that we are saved and not of any works we could do this grace is a gift from our heavenly father through his son jesus the christ he goes on, going back to the opening verses, this world is gaining speed toward the tribulation with all the evil that has taken place. He says, the hate for anything that mentions Jesus is obvious. Earthquakes are getting more frequent and deadly. Weather patterns are changing rapidly. The open worship of Satan and the coming out of all the alphabet people would not have been tolerated just a decade or so ago. Wars and rumors of war are now an everyday event. Oops, sorry about that, guys. i got to adjust my mic here. Here he goes, for all true believers, this is not a pleasant time to be here, but it does give us a positive feeling as to what is about to take place for us. Before the tribulation can start with a coming out of the Antichrist, we have to be gone from this planet. Our main hope is that all our loved ones have received or accepted Jesus. By then, it won't be in the most horrible time ever. For all who are a part of the evil movement, Romans 1, 28 and 32, and since they did not see it fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind or reprobate mind, as I say, to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanders, haters of good, insolent, haughty, bold, 
boastful inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. They, though they know God's righteous decree that those who preach such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, Therefore God sends them a strong delusion, so that they may believe what is false, in order that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. With each passing evil event, with the passing of every act of evil against children and our helpless individuals we are another breath closer to rising up to meet our savior in the air he says we are waiting for the trumpet of god and the shout from an archangel god has promised that the shepherd's flock will go through will not go through the wrath so if you're not a part of that flock today would be a good time to call out to the savior he will turn no one away who truly calls but once the wrath starts it will become as if hell is turned loose on this earth which is actually the case anyone can still seek jesus but the cost will most likely be martyrdom please see first thessalonians 4 13 and 17 first corinthians 15 51 53 then he says go to romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 13 for the mechanics of the abc's given above there are no hidden meaning no hidden meanings as god's word is true and to the point titus 1 and 2 so he says we don't know when the rapture will actually happen but it will not be a drawn out event first corinthians 15 52 states in a moment in the twinkling of an eye this is an event where a pre-reservation is required and all who have called out to the savior to be saved will be taken up in the rapture he goes every evil thing taking place today was revealed to us two thousand years ago or about 2,000 years ago in Bible prophecy. If you have not prepared yet, today would not be too early, and tomorrow could just be too late. You have done nothing so bad that the Savior's blood cannot cleanse you of all unrighteousness. The unforgivable sin right now is to take your last breath without Jesus as your Savior. Satan's biggest lie is that you are not worthy of having Jesus as your Savior. While on our own merits, this is true, our Heavenly Father will accept you if you truly call out no matter what you've done in the past. Please don't delay as that's another satanic lie that you have all the time you want. Secure your soul with the Savior and you will never go before the great white throne. You will always be ready or you'll always you will already be with our most precious and holy Savior. He goes, I hope to see you at home and at the feet of our Savior, Maranatha. Come Lord Jesus. And so you can catch that article at raptureready.com by Dennis Hubesman. And what a wonderful reminder, folks, that we are living so close to the edge. If you don't know, if you don't know, um, if you do not know what Jesus is, your Savior, like he said, I'm telling you, you take your last breath here and uh, you don't know Jesus, you're going to wake up in hell. So, woo, tell you, you'll wake up in torment. So time, as we know, it is running out quickly by Keith Watts. This is another article on raptureready.com. So a few weeks ago, he says, I bought an hourglass from a store to be uh, used in my preaching and going soul winning. He says, when you say to someone that time is running out, it seems to me that many people don't even care. The biggest lie that Satan is telling him, telling mankind is that you have plenty of time. The sand going down into the other part of the hour, uh, part of the glass is a good illustration of seeing time really running out. He goes, I'm talking about 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Eternity has no clock. It is going to get so much worse than we are facing today. But between now and the rapture of the church, it is getting worse every moment of every day. So many Christians and non-Christians don't even see what's happening. They don't even 
know that our country has already been taken over by the enemy. I do believe there are Americans that are starting to wake up to what is really going on to the Christians in America. It is past time to wake up. Time is running out. If you are a carnal Christian and are in love with this world and living for yourself instead of Christ, you do not have much time to live the way you want to live. Real soon, you will be facing Jesus and you will be ashamed of not living for the Lord. To the Christian that has not told your loved ones about Jesus, time is running out for you to tell them. How many more days do you think you have on this earth to tell them? To the Christians that are not going all out for Jesus, time is running out. If Keith Watts will get out of Jesus's way, there is no telling what Jesus can do with Keith Watts. He says, my biggest enemy is myself. He says, time is running out for all of us to go all out for Jesus and for all precious lost souls around the world. He goes, I want to ask you, how many precious souls will be in heaven because of what you did for Christ while you were on earth? Time is running out. He says, do you have a burden for precious lost souls? Time is running out. Yes, yes, I do. He says, to all that are lost, time is running out to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. To all of those that have religion and not Christ, time is running out. To all of those that say baptism is necessary for salvation, please humble yourself and receive the free gift of salvation that is only through the blood of Jesus. Baptism does not save you and never will. Nothing else can be added to the precious blood of Jesus. To all of you that think it is okay to add anything to the blood of Jesus to get to heaven, look at what Job said. Job 14.4 Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. There is not one person that has ever been born of a woman except Jesus Christ that can make themselves clean. When Jesus was born, he was already clean and he never sinned. Job knew this. He goes, when I think of time running out, he goes, how can I not think about what uh, I will be sharing with you below? He goes on to say the statistics for death for the year of 2020, over 65 million for the year. This is death, folks. Over 178,000 people die each day. 7,425 each hour, 120 each minute, 60 each second. That's one person per second per minute. Think about that, folks. While preaching for 30 minutes, over 3,712 precious souls will enter into eternity, he says. Most of them will be in hell. He said that breaks his heart, breaks mine too. Folks, he goes, he researched these statistics a few weeks ago for this year, and they are saying it will be double what it was in 2020. Of course, the vaccine's helping that out. I'm just throwing that in there. Yeah, it's a freebie. Anyway, as time goes on, it will get even greater because of the tribulation that is coming to the earth. There are governments that are trying their best to kill their own citizens. This is so evil and unreal to me, he says. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I think the same thing. We are close to a massive amount of people dying because so many governments have their finger on the button for nuclear war. Many do not realize the devastating worldwide implications of a World War III. He goes, I am telling you, time is running out, he says. He's nearly screaming. He's telling us. Me too. The sand is about to run out in the hourglass. It is time to get your head out of the sand, Christian. He goes, for what is your life? James 4.14 says, whereas ye know not what, not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. What a question. Your life is a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. Your life is for a little time. Even if you live to be 100 years old, it is for a little time. Spending time in eternity with Jesus for one day means that we have spent 1,000 year, earth years with him. That is so amazing to me. Your life is here then vanishes away. You have seen the vapor if you are boiling water. What happens? You see it, then you don't. That's your life. 
For what is your life? Job Job 14, 1 says, Man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Job 14, 2, He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. In verse 1, he says, Your life is but a few days. Also in verse 1, If you are born of a woman, all of us are, your life is full of trouble. In verse 2, he says, Your life is like a flower. It is cut down. Your life is like a shadow. And then it is not. Have you seen a cloud that is soon gone? This is your life. He says, I say unto you, time is running out. He goes on to say in closing, uh, Job 14.10, But man dieth and wasteth away. Yea, man give up the ghost. And where is he? And Job 14.14 says, If a man dies, shall he live again? All, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. Job asks a question in verse 10. Man dies, the spirit leaves him, and his body decays. When a person dies, where will he end up for eternity? The Bible teaches that there are two places, heaven and hell. Do you know where you will spend eternity? I'm going to end with that. Folks, I'm telling you, if you don't know where you're going, if you were to drop dead right now, do you know where you'll end up? Do you know where you're going to wake up? Do you know? Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait. I would make that decision today for Christ. Hope you join me tomorrow. I have other articles I want to read to you guys. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to read bookends of the Bible. Satan has sprouted weeds and thorns to choke out the truth. That'll be tomorrow. And gay mice can make babies? Really? The reality behind a disturbing event? Answers in Genesis. We'll talk about that tomorrow as well. And flashback, the transhumanist uh, agenda and the future of humanity. And we'll also... Talk about an article oh, from Leo Homan. You know of old Leo Homan. I love him. And uh, if you want to read that beforehand, you can go to Leo Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. You can read that before me. But he's also talking about, oh, Trump is in the news. And what's going on while they have you focused on Trump and his arrest and all of this fake garbage going on where you're like, ah. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the background, folks, that I want you to know about. So anyway, we will talk about that tomorrow. I hope you guys will join me. Anyway, I hope this episode was a blessing to you guys today. And the whole point of it is uh, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And uh, man, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, today is a day of salvation. Don't wait another moment. Um, nothing else matters. Nothing. Not one single thing matters more than where you spend eternity. So make that... Um, Make that decision tonight. And I pray it's for Christ. I hope I'll see you in the rapture. And if not, I hope I'll see you in heaven if I go before the rapture. Anyway, um, with that, guys, I really do love you guys. I thank you guys so much for watching, or not watching, but for listening. Uh, I really do appreciate all the encouragement. And, um, man, uh, I'm going to drop off of the YouTube channel. Um, you know, my other channel, it was great. This one is just not picking up. So I'm just not going to waste much time on videos anymore. I'm going to go ahead and concentrate on my book. Um, I've got a lot written, uh, rewritten on the um, the uh, revised edition. And I think it's going to be good. I, I have a really good feeling about it. I'm working really hard on it. And uh, I, I think it's going to be really good. I'll tell you what. I'll read you a little bit. Let's see. It's the updated and revised edition. <laughs> and... Uh, Let's see here. Let me scroll on down. So I've changed a couple of the names. But I will I will give you a new intro just to let you know. Um, I did update the intro. Uh, let's see if I can scroll on down here. Um, uh, let's see. 
dun, dun, dun. Actually, no. Let me go into chapter one, which was originally called Vanish. I've renamed it to It Must Have Been Aliens. That's the chapter one. I'm going to say, did you wake up to find that millions of people and children have disappeared? Or maybe they were standing next to you one second, then vanished in the blink of an eye. Maybe your spouse or children have suddenly disappeared. And I'm sure as you grapple to find some sense of understanding that you're terrified, and rightly so, my friend, please listen carefully. These terrifying events that I'm about to share with you are real. They are they are going to happen. And believe me, your only hope is Jesus. The great tribulation is coming. Since you never accepted Jesus to be your Savior, you're left behind to suffer through this unimaginable, horrific period known as the tribulation. The Lord Jesus Christ returned for his bride, the church, and has raptured us to heaven just like he promised. Do a quick inventory of your friends and family that have vanished. Do you see anything in common? Let me guess. They were all followers of Christ. They all read their Bibles and talked to you about Jesus. But you never had time for that nonsense, or so you thought then, only to realize now what a devastating decision that turned out to be. Please be reassured that if you are reading this book and have not hardened your heart to the Lord Jesus, then there is still time for you to make your eternal decision for Christ. But you must make your decision now. Terrible times are coming upon the earth. Jesus loves you. Please accept his free gift of salvation and grace before it is too late or before it's too late. And of course, I go through the quick description of the rapture, folks. Uh, I hope you'll um, be in prayer for me that I can uh, get this uh, updated, revised version finished. I'm adding some stuff to it uh, about the vaccine, about some other things that have come out since I wrote this book before. And uh, I'm hoping it will be a blessing to those who don't know Christ and to those who do know Christ. And it is an encouragement to all of us as we wait uh, for the rapture. And uh, uh, man, if after the rapture, um, if it's left for people, and that is the title of the book, after the rapture, what comes next? That will lead people to Christ. That is my prayer for that. Um, anyway, guys, uh, thank you much, so much for listening. And as always, we have to say bye at least three times in Texas, at least twice, you know. <laughs> so anyway, with that, guys, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you and Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Uh, may God bless each and every one of you um, as we await the great appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ.